Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. Yeah, John. Save me from this pain and agony. Come on, Johnny. Dress all in black. I hear the train are coming. It's rolling around a bend. Yeah. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison. And time keeps dragging on. What are you saying? Why? Why are you playing Johnny Cash? But that train keeps rolling on down the San Antonio. Don't you remember Johnny Cash's classic? That's right, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back to rescue WABC. You know, where was Joan Hamburg, uh, the grand dame at WABC? Great interview with Kelsey Grandma. I riffed on that in the overnight there as we talked about the return of Frazier. And then grunge music, Nirvana, Seattle, lattes. Uh, and this is oldie moldy news. You know, uh, let's do something, Okay. I'll do the freaking news before the start of the program because what do we have? Recycled news from like nine weeks ago? Yeah, yeah we want to beat WINS. We want to beat WCBS. Who knows more about what's happening in the news than your truly Curtis Lewa? God, if I have to hear another one of these newscasts on the weekend, I'm going to impale myself with this, with this microphone. But let me get into the spirit of being in prisons. That's right, Johnny Cash. Now, why would I be coming in with this classic Folsom Prison Jam? Two, count them, two. Johnny Cash went to Folsom Prison. Many of you have only read about it or maybe seen about it on TV. I've actually been in Folsom Prison. Not locked up. No, no, not locked up. I'll never forget I was there in Sacramento organizing the Guardian Angels. And they say, hey, you're going to go to the rodeo in Stockton. Uh, why don't you come to Folsom Prison? Second oldest in the state of California, built after the California Gold Rush. And I went there. Maranama. This was like Shawshank Redemption. They had guys in chains and shackles, orange jumpsuits. Charlie Manson with the X on his forehead was there at that time before they sent him to Vacaville for the criminally insane. And they had a section for, they called them the she-males, the uh, he-she's. They a section of transgenders, and they were waving to me, and I was waving to them. And that's pretty much how prisons dealt with the transgender issue, although they didn't call them back then. In the 1980s when I was uh, walking through Folsom Prison. And the reason I talk about Folsom Prison is, man, you say Folsom, you say, man, that is up. Bad-ass prison. Second only to San Quentin, where they had the death house, you know, the gas chamber, although it's in a beautiful section of the Bay Area. I mean, that real estate would cost you as much money as uh, Google and Facebook combined could uh, pay for. But that is a nasty prison. And then all of a sudden, the reason I mention all of these prison issues is, number one, second to none over the weekend, the one story, the one story that attracted my attention, because I predicted that this would happen, 
is the prison in New Jersey that has changed its name. It used to be Clinton Prison, not named after Bill Clinton, although he would have loved uh, being the CEO, the head screw, in Clinton, which housed 700 female prisoners. Real female prison prisoners. I mean, we're talking XYs, anatomically females. But you see, under the administration of Governor Murphy, who's always missing in action, and I really take all of you to task here in New Jersey, why, oh, why did you reelect this guy who's a lush, half in the bag, all this summer, he's at his villa, his $38 million villa, somewhere in, uh, in Italy, probably uh, hanging out uh, with all the trendoids, freakasoids, and jet setters. A taxpayer's expense, instead of being back in Trenton and dealing with an issue of why, oh, why, can a prisoner in the state of New Jersey suddenly self-identify, self-identify by 68 terms that describe their gender identification. So that means... If you rich, and you might uh, be considered uh, subject to uh, potential incarceration for what you did yesterday at the start of the left versus right uh, Anthony Weiner Curtis Lewis show, when all of a sudden uh, you were playing a song uh, that was infamous with Lady Gaga, though you didn't use Lady Gaga. What was that? Anderson Cooper? Who was he singing that song there? You know, and uh, what was that film? Uh, oh, Bradley Cooper. Yeah, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper, and all of a sudden, Anthony Weiner had absolutely no idea that it was Bradley Cooper, uh, who has uh, all of a sudden had the urge to merge with his former wife, Huma, and he gave me a perfect segue to bounce the question against Anthony that he was refusing to answer, taking the code of Omerto all week when the New York Post put it on their front page, and you had a picture of Huma in the left, you had Bradley Cooper on the right, and you had a picture of Anthony Weiner staring very incredulously over his shoulder. And I was able to pry out of him his reaction to that. Thank you, Rich, for playing that song and not playing Lady Gaga's part, which was much more entertaining than, was that Anderson Cooper? Oh, oh no, Bradley Cooper. Uh, anyway, thank you. It made headlines. There were journalists from all over the world that were listening in, uh, and uh, the New York Post had it printed and up online before we even finished the hour from 3 to 4. And I already had a fallback position. If I was going to catch heat, in typical talk radio form, uh, the so-called talent, the hosts and hostess, they never take the rap. We always blame the production team. So whether it was you, Kevin, uh, our uh, producer extraordinaire, or you, Rich, the board operator, one of you two were going to go down for that. I was going to declare I had no idea what was going on behind the scenes. I had my fallback position. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, it was a tremendous day of newsmaking. And by the way, our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis, a great talk show host in his own right, all morning long from 8 to 10, he has all these newsmakers. I mean... Uh, the Xerox machine doesn't stop from all of his interviews and, and all of the predictions that the Ukraine and Russia is going to end up like uh, Korea with the DMZ. I mean, he must have had at least six interviews that have already gone online that are making news today, will be making news tomorrow and bleed over into Monday. But let's catch up to the number one story that John Katsimatidis did not speak about because he's never been to prison. Whereas I, Curtis Lee, have been in jail. 77 times, and haven't complained about it because uh, it provided me a attitudinal readjustment sometimes. So I've been in all kinds of jails all over the country, usually because the cops hated me, the elected officials hated me, 
And I have seen my fair share of transgender inmates being held, awaiting reassignment. No, no, no. This is back in the 80s and 90s. It wasn't reassignment in terms of their anatomy. It was reassignment in terms of the court system, or maybe they had already been given a sentence and they were being shipped up to the big house. But in New Jersey, there is a prisoner named Dimmy. And I thought right away, did he change his name to Demi Moore? As you know, she is from New Jersey. Very famous. Oh, I loved her. What was that? In Ghosts, that movie well, with the whoopster. Oh, my God. It was so good. Oh, so good. And he's now Patrick Swayze. He's no longer with us. Oh, man. He was so good in Dirty Dancing. Hey, let me get back on track. I'm digressing here. Because I'm talking about Demi Minor. Now you say, who the hell is Demi Minor? Well, Demi Minor has been housed in what I knew to be the Clinton Correctional Facility in New Jersey. But you see what they've done in New Jersey. Because they don't want to stigmatize the inmates. They've changed all the names. Used to be a symbol of pride to say, yeah, I did time in Rahway. Oh, wow, man, that's a rough prison. Or Trenton State. Or Clinton, which was for all women. No one identifying as a woman at that time. Because everybody figured out, you're going to identify as a woman? Of course you want to be with 700 women that you can fornicate and copulate with. But, oh, what did Governor Murphy, after being half in the bag, decide to do with his correctional department? They put into place a stipulation that if you have been assigned to do time in New Jersey, whether it's Trenton State, Rahway, no, I'm going with the old names, not the new names, or the Clinton State Correctional Facility for Women, that if you self-identify as being something other than anatomically you are at that moment, which means even though you're an XX chromosome, right? XX woman, right? Can't change that. Although they are beginning to dabble with changing uh, chromosomes. Or if you're an XY, which means you're a male confused, because you don't know if you're more X or you're more Y, but you're a male. That if you all of a sudden on the spot, like this character, Demi Minor, who was given a 30-year sentence for manslaughter, right there you have an opportunity to say, do I really want to be Bubba's Maytag in Rahway or Trenton State? Because you know I'm going to have to be uh, washing his BBDs, his Fruit of the Loom, and co- cooking food from the commissary for him in his 8 by 4 foot cell and available for him to pleasurize him on Friday nights. Or do I want to suddenly self-identify as a woman, even though anatomically I am still a man? What the hell if they're stupid enough to let me do that? It's like putting a wolf uh, in in a chicken's nest, right? So they assign him to Clinton. And what does he do within the first year? He impregnates two of the women, not one of the women. They don't even give him condoms, Jimmy Caps, right? No, go ahead. Knock yourself out. Pack will turn the other way. You know, you're a good inmate. Uh, because you've been good, you haven't caused any problems, uh, you're not going to have more rec time. We're just going to put you in one of the cells, and we'll call it a conjugal visit. So this enemy of society, doing 30 years for manslaughter, ends up impregnating two female inmates at the Clinton Correctional Facility in New Jersey. And now, finally, sanity may be slowly seeping back into the thinking process. So the Department of Corrections in Trenton said, you know what? We've been bamboozled. He has used technology. So we're going to reassign him to the juvie division. So what is, what is a guy who has learned to manipulate the system do? Not Demi Moore, but Demi Minor. 
He immediately appeal, appeals to a judge and says, my rights have been violated. I no longer feel safe and free from sexual harassment. I am in now the most violent youth correctional facility in the state. I'm under attack by young inmates who are immature and just plain ignorant towards a person like me. Put me back in the woman's prison. Well, of course. Maybe we should give you Viagra, too. Or maybe because knowing you have a propensity to procreate, we give you a freaking vasectomy. Or maybe we, we dislocate you from your male anatomy, right? Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. That's right. I'm back. I'm back. It was just a few hours, but thank God I am. God, I heard that news report. Man, hey, what, Kevin, what, what, what was that from? Like uh, 2021? We got it fresh. Everything's got to be fresh, live. Uh, I mean, we are an active number one news stock station in the nation. And, man, we got to be on top of it. I want to beat everybody. I want to be wins. I want to be CPS. I want to be WBAI. I want to beat the fan. I want to be ESPN because we are on the cusp of doing all that. But we're not going to do that with only moldy news. So from now on, I will also give the news Curtis Sliwa style. You may not like it because it will be filled with commentary. But let's get up to speed. This is the number one issue of the day. Where's Murphy? Hello, Missing in Action Murphy. Do you have a comment on this? That you have an infamous inmate now who's made international headlines, naming herself after Demi Moore, although could not extricate his last name. Demi Minor has totally bamboozled the correctional system, has impregnated two female inmates at the correctional facility that I knew as Clinton but then now it's been renamed the Edna Mahan Correctional Facility. Nobody knows that. Everybody knows the Clinton facility. Why? Because it was this site. Many of you may have remembered when the war on police was raging across America as when, and was being led by Joanne Chesimard. Now, who is Joanne Chesimard, a.k.a. Asada Shakur, who is now being given sanctuary behind the sugarcane curtain of Fidel and Raul Castro's Cuba. And she's being given a stipend. And in fact, people from all over the world who are radical and progressives, even comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, and his wife, that's right, Charlene, when they got married, when they tied the knots, remember Charlene McRae was a hardcore lesbian, wrote magazine articles about it. But then when she was in the basement of City Hall and they were both working for the deputy mayor for Bill de Blasio at that time, all of a sudden their eyes are locked and Charlene recognized that she was no longer a hardcore lesbian. She had discovered the man of her dreams, Bill de Blasio, the Italian stallion, and they shared a political radical agenda. And they decided, yes, they would tie the knot. And where were they going to spend their honeymoon? Of course, in Havana. Even though they went there illegally like so many others because all you had to do was you had to fly to Mexico City or fly to Toronto and you tell at Passport Exchange, don't stamp my passport, then I'm flying on to Havana. It's exactly what they did. And their whole goal in having their, uh, their, their beautiful uh, after a ceremony there in Havana was to meet with Joanne Chesimard, a.k.a. Asada Shakur, who became the role model for what we know as Black Lives Matter or what has become Big Large Mansions. 
Oh, yeah, it's all exotic Shakur. She declared war on America with the Black Liberation Army. She helped shoot and kill Verna Foster, the New Jersey State Trooper, in 1973. He, uh, she was defended by William Kunstler. Yeah, William Kunstler. You know him. And uh, she was assigned to do triple life without parole at Clinton, which housed women. And instead, all of a sudden, two guards were fed, uh, I believe, uh, a little payola. You know, they were, they were greased. And three members of the Black Liberation Army pretending to be visiting and Joanne Chesimard on visiting day, bum-rushed the guards, took them hostage, threw her in a van, drove her to Pittsburgh into a safe house, and then eventually smuggled her to Mexico City where she was able to catch a flight to Havana where she has been ever since. And that's why it was Clinton Correctional Facility. But even back then... In the day and age of the Black Liberation Army, the war against police, the war against America, if you were a political prisoner, a um, uh, self-defined political prisoner, and you happen to be anatomically a woman, you went to a woman's prison. And that's where Joanne Chesimard, a.k.a. Asada Shakur, was broken out. That is now the same prison in which at taxpayers' expense, we had a guy who uh, identified himself as Demi Moore. They said, no, 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 that name is already taken. That is the famous actress from New Jersey. So you will be Demi Minor, 30 years for manslaughter. And guess what? He impregnated two female, two female incarcerated inmates who said it was consensual sex, who said, in fact, the correctional officers turned a blind eye because this guy, Minor, Demi Minor was such a role model inmate. He always uh, observed the rules and regulations. He didn't, con- he didn't c- create any problems in the rec room. Uh, he didn't all of a sudden try to swindle uh, other people's, uh, 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 what can we call it, the number one item. In fact, ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to earn a Curtis Lee will booby prize, don't ask, don't tell. What is the number one item in commissaries across America in prison? That means, Rich, if you happen to be incarcerated for what you did yesterday by playing that Bradley Cooper song and bamboozling poor Anthony Weiner, who had no idea the Venus flytrap he was walking into that the New York Post had all over its front pages today, that if if somehow you had violated the sanctity of trust and you were doing time and you were in a commissary, whether Rikers Island or a prison across America. It could be Folsom in Northern California. It could be San Quentin. It could be Rahway uh, up there. And they don't want that name, Rahway, because Rahway says it's a stigma against Rahway, even though it's in Woodbridge. Woodbridge says, don't call it Woodbridge. And Avenel, which is really where it is, and that's why they decided to change that name, believe it or not, to some other name that I no longer can identify, East Jersey State Prison. I think that's it. Isn't that where the Stallone movie was, right? Remember Lock Up, where the head school was Donald Sutherland? Remember how great that was in John Amos? Remember Good Times, the father of J.J. Walking, Good Times, John Amos, who lived right over in Teaneck, and when John Gotti Sr. was on trial for the last time, the last time in Eastern District, where he got triple life without parole because his underboss of the Gambino crime family, Sammy the Bull Gravano, ate the Parmesan cheese, and then they had live real Memorex tapes of John Gotti Sr. ordering the execution of his best earners, He was in the, they called it the Celebrity Pew. Now, Rich, you may not remember that. You weren't even birthed, but that was Anthony Quinn. Anthony Quinn! Academy Award winner. He was sitting there. 
And then who else? Oh, yeah, Jimmy Kahn. That's right. He'll, you know, he sued me because I said he was affiliated with the Colombo crime family. He was. He would sit there. And then you would have John Amos sitting there. And then you had uh, Grandpa Al Lewis. Remember from the Munsters? He, oh, he hated me. And there was one other guy who would be sitting in that celebrity pew each and every day paying homage to John Gotti Sr., kissing uh, all the attorneys on the cheeks, especially Bruce Cutler, the Benito Mussolini of our lifetime. Uh, Who am I talking about? Of course, Mickey Rourke. God, if Mickey Rourke has one more facelift, his face will snap like an old rubber band. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Let me tell you about... uh, Rahway Prison, right? You know, that's where they filmed some of Malcolm X with Denzel. Yeah, Denzel, Spike Lee, 40 Acres and a Mule. It's some of those scenes because, you know, um, back when Malcolm X was uh, red, a pimp, a greasy-haired pimp, using green Vaseline in his hair. Oh, man, that's an old throwback. His name was Red. He was a pimp in Boston until he discovered Elijah Muhammad of the Nation of Islam, the screwy Louis Elijah Muhammad, and then converted to the Nation of Islam. And you know the rest of that story. In prison. Where did they film that scene? In Rahway. Now they want to call it East Jersey State. And, of course, there's even the more infamous prison, Trenton State. Now they call that the New Jersey State Prison. They've homogenized it. Yuck. No, no, never forget. Hold on, hold on. Before we talk about Trenton State, which was built in 1836, with the fortress, 186 years old. They had a death throw there. And, oh, yeah, Rahway. Oh, I'll never forget. Hey, man, please, Kevin, don't interfere with this because you did such a fabulous job with the pre-production of the news and the interviews that I heard before this. You almost put me to sleep. So I'm going to take my time here because I'm having flashbacks. There they were in the center of the ring in Rahway. Remember light heavyweight James Scott? Versus Dwight Braxton. Both of them had surf time here on ABC, Wild World of Sports. Remember, the thrill of victory, the agony of defeat. And they were beating each other's brains in. And remember, Reuben Hurricane Carter. Yes, the Reuben Hurricane Carter of Patterson, New Jersey, had done his time there and fought in the ring. And who came to the uh, aid of Reuben Hurricane Carter below in Madison Square Garden? Bob Dylan and, yes, Geraldo Rivera. See, I got it all out of my system. Now, what the hell does that have to do with the fact that a transgender, a guy named Demi Minor, who wanted to be renamed Demi Moore because he identified as a female, even though anatomically he was a male, meaning he was an XY chromosome, not an XX. He has impregnated two female inmates in Clinton Correctional Facility. They said it was consensual. Uh, while the correctional officers turned a blind eye to it. And the guy wouldn't even wear a Jimmy cap because he said, why would I wear a Jimmy cap? I'm a female. Cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Talk Radio 77 WABC. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Hiked away across USA 
Plucked her eyebrows on the way, shaved her legs, and then he was a she. She says, hey, babe, take a walk on the wild side. Said, hey, honey, take a walk on the wild side. Ah, uh, classic, right? Now, who's that, Rich? Uh, before your time, before you even birthed, down in the Lower East Side. Right south of Houston Street with a big spike in his arm while he was playing that song, huh? Love that heroin before there was fentanyl, or he would have had both. Guarantee you a speedball with cocaine and heroin. Who is that, Rich? You have absolutely no idea. Do you, do you know? It's Lou Reed. That's right, Lou Reed. Walk on the wild side at CBGB's and the Bowery when it really was the Bowery when they had a men's shelter, a flop house upstairs, right? Remember when... Uh, you had the Beastie Boys who were like a punk group instead of a rap group. You have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> As you nod, yeah, yeah, that's right. Keep nodding. It makes me feel good. It empowers me. I know about the Beastie Boys. I'll bet you do, right? How come it took them nine years to give them a spot there at 99 Rivington Street? You know why? Oh, they gave it right away to Biggie Smalls and Ben Stein do a die. Wu-Tang Clan outside of Park Hill, Stapleton Projects, North Shore, Staten Island. Why? Because Joe Borelli. Who knew Joe Borelli was a Wu-Tang Clan fan? One day it took him nine years for the Beastie Boys. You know why, Rich? Because they're Jews. But anyway, you caused me to digress. Just imagine as we talk about uh, Dimmy. She wanted to be called more, but they said somebody already has that name, a very famous actress uh, from New Jersey. So she had to accept Dimmy Minor, even though anatomically she has the full equipment and having looked at a picture of Dimmy Minor, her hose was bigger, rich than your hose, my hose, and Kevin's hose combined. But can you imagine? Let's go old school here. Remember the great movie, The Defiant Ones, with Tony Curtis and Sidney Poitier? They were on a chain gang and they broke out. You know, it was sort of like a version of Cool Hand Luke, except it's not Cool Hand Luke, it's Tony Curtis. And it's Sidney Poitier, black and white, and they hated one another. Hey, imagine if they broke out as transgenders. And would say, no, that's my mascara. No, that's my hose. No, that's my Playtex bra. And that's what they ended up killing each other over. Not separating themselves with the ball and chain, but over who was going to be the transsexual first and get more benefits. What movie does that remind me of? I'm trying to think. Dressed in drag. I wonder if they would have been permitted to come in for drag queen hour at a local school near you. Tony Curtis and... Jack Lemon, remember? Some like it hot. Yeah, they were hot, weren't they? Some of you guys who like, hadn't had the pleasures of a woman in a long time might have thought, hey, I don't know if I'd take Tony Curtis in drag or Jack Lemon in drag. I digress here. Let's get back on track here. Oh, wait, anyway, I talked about Sylvester Stallone in lockup, right? With Donald uh, Sutherland, who was the head screw, and John Amos. What about Sylvester Stallone when he was dressed up in drag with... Dare I say, Leslie Snipes, yes. And remember, well, remember Patrick Swayze, Tu Wong Fu? No, say it ain't so. Patrick, you went drag queen on me. No, I want to remember you with Cousin Brucey in one of the greatest films of all time about the Irish Alps, the Jewish Himalayas. That's right, the Catskills, remember when you took a walk on the wild side, dirty dancing, right? When it was straight heterosexual. We didn't have any of this confusion. By the way, you're not going to want to miss it because at 9 o'clock when I return for the trifecta, the troika, 
the Trinity, I will be discussing all 72 terms that discuss gender identity and sexual identity. All 72. And I'm going to boil it down and make it very easy for all of you. Kevin, you have a choice. You're either XX, no relationship to the uh, screwy uh, Louis Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam. You don't have to be Kevin X. But you either have to choose XX as a woman or XY. That's it. No further identification. We'll know XX or XY, right? XY, you're a confused male because part of you is a female, part of you is a male. Maybe that's why some men have all females. And some men like me, we have all males as part of our lineage because I'm more of the Y than the X. Where the hell did I come up with that? But then again, if they could have 72 different terms that describe gender identification and sexual expression, I can claim that I'm more Y than X, right? I have proof. I proof Anthony Carter, Hunter. What's your proof? Anyway, our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Oh, this is such a good song. It so encapsulates what's going on in this crazy world of ours, right? Oh, by the way, the uh, website for the New York City of New York's Department of Health has crashed again a fourth time because people are seeking information about monkeypox, which you can only get if you're on the wild side, right? You have to get it through sexual contact. You're either homosexual or bisexual. And guess what? You know what they're telling you? You got to wait. Not enough vaccine. But they're also giving you instructions. Talk about Freaky Deaky. Kevin, uh, uh, you may want to take meticulous notes about this. If you determine that you're going to have sex with another male, you must do so with your full clothes on. How you do that, I have no idea. Let's just use theater of the mind. Here it is. The man that has been so attractive to you for so long has, has boils all over his face like a gargoyle, but... You were so driven by sex. I'll give you a little saltpeter. Man, that will totally elapse whatever urge to merge you have. I guarantee it works for heterosexuals, bisexuals, homosexuals. Little saltpeter in your Cheerios. Did it for years in the Army and in prison. And guess what, guys? Had no urge to merge. But they don't want to do that. So they're telling you, Kevin, if you insist that you must be sexually pleasurized, even though your partner has monkeypox, stay six feet away, socially distanced. You look at him, he looks at you. And then you manually manipulate yourself. It is the only safe way to avoid monkeypox. Is this crazy or what? How about don't have sex for a while until everybody's vaccinated? You think we can wait? Of course we can, because we're a sex-driven culture. Heterosexuals, bisexuals, the 72 different gender identity and sexual expressions, and of course, homosexuals who everybody wants to have sex, 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 sex. So do you take a walk on the wild side, right? I mean, that's the whole nature of this uh, song. But what's his name again, Rich? Do you happen to know who he is? Uh, Lou Reed. That's right, Lou Reed. Walk on the wild side with the spike in his arm, shooting up heroin while he was singing this song. And if it were nowadays, there would be a mix of fentanyl and heroin. And guess what? He wouldn't care. He'd take his chances. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. But apparently we have some answers to the Curtis Lee Will Booby Prize. This is what I do from time to time. I throw out trivia. 
because I know this engages you. Now, Frank Morano, my adversary on the other side of midnight, he thinks that trivia does not lead to further discussion. He couldn't be more hopelessly wrong. And by the way, I am in a... Uh, I am in a Texas chain death match with him. We are neck and neck in terms of the ratings. Once again, he has superseded. He has, uh, how could I put this analytically? If you had 100 radios on simultaneously from 1 to 5 in the morning, Monday through Fridays, when Frank Morano has the other side of midnight, now syndicated across the nation. Oh, Mr. Big Stuff, who does he think he is? He would have approximately 15 of those radios tuned to him. He used to have 17. Then I came back off the campaign trail as I crashed and burned against Eric Adams. And I started with 13. Now I'm up to 14. We're neck and neck. I guarantee you by Labor Day. That's right. When everybody returns back to normalcy, not. I will have surpassed him in the ratings with all of your help. Because now you can hear me morning, noon, and night. Especially during the week, during your lunchtime edition of WABC. You get Bill O'Reilly for 15 minutes. 12 to 12.15. And then I do a rip and reading commentary. No calls, please. Only on the weekends. You want me to break, huh? Bet you want, you want me to break. I said, let's try. Yeah, yeah, try, right? What are you going to give me, oldie moldy news, uh, you know, from 2020 before the lockdown and pandemic? I'm telling you, from now on, I want to do the news on the weekends. I've had it. You know, I could get, I could get more updated news from Albania. If I had Radio Albania from across the Adriatic Sea, this is the number one news talk station in the nation. How come we got news from like nine days ago? Oh, uh, Diaz, yeah, remember, uh, you know, we had the fireworks uh, July 4th. It was amazing over the East River. Madonna, Mike, do you do this to anybody else here at WABC? No, you think I'm a masochist. You think I don't listen? I listen to WABC like everybody should do, 24-7-365. And if all of a sudden I get a few hours of sleep, three, four maybe, there'll be plenty of time to sleep when you're dead. I get everything on podcast, wabcradio.com. That's wabcradio.com. I said, hey, babe, take a walk on the wild Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Talk Radio 77 WABC. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Before you were birthed, this song by the Kinks, which is about the transformative period that who knows, maybe you'll go through when you have a change of life, you know, midlife crisis. That we were listening intently, freeform music, WNEW, Allison Bird. No, no, not Allison Bird. I'm off here. That, that was the triple X uh, porno queen at night, you know, on the cable. No, no, no. Got me all screwy here. But anyway, WNEW, Freeform Radio, we listen to this 
after you did Puff Puff Pass and you said, did he get hooked up with a guy who looked like a woman, who spoke like a man? And that was the number one song in the nation. You see the precursor. In advance of what we have now, this Michigash, 72 terms that describe your gender identity and your sexuality and expression of that sexuality. We're going to boil it all down in the 9 o'clock hour when we return after the tremendous round of entertainment, which will not strain your brain. The great Vinny Madugno, he is, uh, oh man, he's like skyrocketing. The Staten Island kid, he teaches all day in, uh, in high school. Then he entertains a night like he did in Midland, Midland Beach on Thursday. What a tremendous WABC crowd that showed up right off of Father Capitano Boulevard. You know, they're Dolphin Plaza. We love Dolphins. Hate the Sharks. Hate the Sharks. I love the Dolphins because the Sharks, what do they want to do? They want to eat the Dolphins. How the hell did I digress on that? But anyway, he's on from 5 to 6, and then it's Jersey Joe. That's right, Jersey Joe Piscopo who's at the Jersey Shore now, immediately packing his bag, his wicker basket, with his brie cheese and his wine to come in and do the Frank Sinatra two-hour extravaganza that's sponsored by Rams the Monster. And if I were to say to Joe Piscopo between 6 and 8, Hey, Joe, do you ever listen to the Kinks? And by the way, Joe, when you were on Saturday Night Live with Eddie, how many times did you dress up like a woman, huh? huh? Don't lie. We got the documentary evidence, right? Yeah, come on, Joe. Watch, he'll say, come on, Curtis, you're not going to do that to me. Yes, I will. And then it's Dina Martin spinning stacks of wax of Dean Martin. Never saw him dress up like a woman, half in the bag as he was in his variety show. But, oh, my God, he had the va-va-va-boom. Joey Heather didn't remember Joey. We knew she was a woman. That's for sure. And then, of course, I return 9 to 11 with a rip and read, more information, uh, more news uh, that took place in those hours. And remember, what we're especially going to do is get into an in-depth discussion, as if we were NPR, of the 72 terms that describe your gender identification and your sexual expression. And then I'm going to boil it all down and say, hey, what are you, double X chromosome or XY chromosome? That's really all it really amounts to, right? And then the most listened to, most requested of all the many hours I do on the weekend— that makes WABC, the acronym stand for Always Broadcasting, Curtis, the Animal Welfare Hour, uh, starring uh, my wife, uh, Animal Rescuer Extraordinaire Nancy. And then at 12 o'clock, it starts all over again with Dominic Carter, the barrier who prevents me from having interaction with that Mama Luke Frank Morano, who didn't invite me to his barbecue on Saturday. Oh, do I have beef with him. By the way, he left a Tupperware bowl of egg salad as a consolation prize for my crew overnight. For Avery, the phone screener, for Broadway Bill Lee, my board operator, and myself, he said, well, because I didn't invite you to the barbecue, just burp the Tupperware every hour. That egg salad has been in the refrigerator for two weeks. Well, I guess if we had a sexually transmitted disease, it it's already become natural penicillin. It would actually help with that. But let's go back to the phones here. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. Nobody has gotten the booby prize yet. In fact, I even forgot what uh, the trivia I threw out there was the booby prize. Maybe Gail in Manhattan can remind me your turn to be heard here at WABC. Gail? Hello, Curtis. I love you and what you do and your wife and all of ABC. And yes, I have the answer because I listened to you many, many times. You ready for the answer? Go for it. 
The honey bun. Yes. Oh, that's right. How many times when I was in jail and I had a chance for commissary, and I always wondered why these, uh, why these uh, guys, some of them that were doing uh, a year or less, or some of them who were being shipped out upstate, would want honey buns. Number one. It's the number one most desired item in the commissary. And, in fact, it's, uh, it's a form of currency in jails and prisons around America. How did you know that, Gail? I only knew it because I listened to Always Broadcasting Curtis. Yes, yes. But I never, I never took to the honey buns. And, by the way, back then you could smoke in jail. The number two most requested item in the commissary, do you know what that was, Gail? Um, no, I do not. Newport's menthol. Oh, yes, I do remember you mentioning that. Newport's were an asset. Oh, big asset. In fact, if they knew that you were hiding some Lucy's in your cell underneath your mattress, they would stage a raid late at night and they would toss your cell. Not the, uh, not the CEOs, not the screws, but the inmates themselves, just to get those menthol Lucy's. God, they would give their life for a Newport menthol. That's what addiction will do to a person. That's for sure. Now they die of fentanyl. They're dying every day in Rikers Island. And the guy, the head screw, this guy Molina, who uh, the swagger man who has no plan, Eric Adams, appointed Molina. Every day he has a press conference. I don't know how they got fentanyl. I really don't know. You know. I don't know if it was a correctional officer who smuggled in. I don't know if it was during the visitation. They were lip-locking uh, with their wife, their girlfriend, their transgender friend. I have no idea. I don't know if it was maintenance men. I don't know if it was doctors and nurses. Oh, here they come. You know what's going on outside right now? Okay, I'm going to be talking about this tonight. Get out of the street! Where are the cops? Here they are on the ATV. Yeah, I'll give you the finger there. They've taken over Third Avenue. Look at them. They're popping wheelies. They are defiant. Hundreds of them going uptown. Where's the 19th precinct? Two blocks away. They do. Look at these madmen. Look at these madmen. This is crazy. Yeah, you, you, you see this wrench? Look at them out there. They're going on for on and on. Do you see any cops? Nothing. They're blocking traffic. They are enemies of society. Man, if I had a switchblade right now, I'd go outside and I'd start slashing tires. Look at this. This is going on in our city. Our city has been taken over. It's like Mad Max and the Thunderdome. The only thing missing is Mel Gibson because he can't come to our city. He's an anti-Semite now. You know, he's got to do uh, movies with puppets, you know, puppets. You see, it's live and local here. It's... Uh after this show, I'm going out there. I'm doing business. The cops won't even deal with it. Eric Adams, he says, oh, we seize them and we destroy them. Get out of here. There had to be at least 300 of them. Did you see that, Rich? Yeah, it was a whole uh, army of bikes. Don't give me a whole. I was counting them right by the dozen. This is an absolute disgrace that in a Sunday afternoon, you can't even drive your car because they have everything blocked. And God forbid you actually try to drive away. They box you in. They kick your windows in. They'll pull a gun out, put it to your head, and carjack you right there. And guess what? Nothing happens in Fear City, New York City. This is live and local radio, man. It doesn't get any better than this. You think you're going to hear this on WINS? Ooh, don't send me out there to cover that. These enemies of society, I know who they are. I know where they come from. 
There are three locations. We might as well get down to the nitty-gritty. Washington Heights Inwood, that's location number one, right near the George Washington Bridge. They meet same time, same place every week. What does the police do with the 33rd Precinct, 34th Precinct, and Washington Heights Inwood? Nothing. Then they meet up in the South Farms, 138th, outside of the Patterson Projects. That's where Dominic Carter grew up. Yeah, 138th, 3rd Avenue, right down the block, 41st Precinct, Alexander Avenue. What do the cops do? Ugats, bupkis. Why? Because they're not permitted to do what they used to do. I'll tell you that momentarily. And the last place they assemble, Linden Boulevard. Right outside of St. Fortunatus, Cypress Hill. No, 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 not Cypress Hills, L.A. I, I know, Rich, you think Cypress Hills, puff, puff, pass. Not the rap group. Cypress Hills, the projects there. There's Lindenwood Projects. There's the Pink Houses, better known as the Stink Houses. There's St. Fortunatus. Oh, so many people are saying, yeah, Curtis, I was baptized there. I had my communion, my confirmation there. That was then, not now. And they, like 500 of them mount up, and they go up and down Fountain Avenue just to get warmed up. And then they start riding through Brooklyn like they own it. And nobody stops them. Nobody. You ever seen in the movies when they put those... Uh... <laughs> those hooks out there? <laughs> come on, come on, my little pretties. Put the hooks out there. Flat, 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 flat. Guaranteed, none of them own those bikes. They're all stolen. None of them have registrations and licenses. They defy it. All the cops have to do is seize it, bring it to the local precinct, said, when you bring your paperwork in, you get your ATV back. You get your motorcycle back. You get your dirt bike. Why the hell would you be allowed to ride a dirt bike in the street? It's for dirt, right? Why do they call it a dirt bike? Our numbers, 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. By the way, did you get that information, uh, phone screener, in order to uh, winner there, the young lady who came through? Oh, thank God. Because, you know, Avery at night, he gets a little fatuts, a little mashug. He gets all excited. We were talking about Frazier last night, and he was saying, Rich, because you are a Euro-Asiatic proud black man, he was saying black people don't watch Frazier. And we had a tremendous discussion at 4 o'clock in the morning, the nuances of Frazier. That's right, Kelsey Grammer, who was on with the Grand Dom yesterday. It doesn't get better than that. No, not her daughter. The real deal. And he was saying, we're coming back. Niles, me, we're coming back. And Avery was saying, I need a translator. I have no idea what the hell they're talking about when they're ordering their lattes and their coffee from their baristas or they're talking about joining wine clubs. You know, Avery, he's used to drinking cold duck. That, that's an upscale for him. 99-cent chemical wine for Ernest and Julio G. Gallo. Little, little 40 ounces of Old English, yeah. Old Colt 45, Avery, yeah, look. I look the other way. He claims it's cultural. I say no, because it's cheaper, that's all. <laughs> you, can't, you can't afford those. El Grande! Uh, what is it, like $15.50 with all the items at... Uh, that Frazier and his brother Niles want put in there from their baristas. By the way, did you see that uh, Howard Schultz, the CEO, for a third time, came out of the Bayview Projects, right there, exit 13, Bell Parkway, Canarsie, has now said that if you are a barista south of the border, not Mexico, south of the border, uh, the Mason-Dixon line, they will give you 
instructions on how to carry a gun to defend yourself in a Starbucks. Not north of the Mason-Dixon line. Oh, no, 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 no. no. They just closed stores now if they're in a crime-ridden area. But they realize they're losing a lot of money. So south of the border, there are a lot of drive through Starbucks. Nobody goes inside. You know, it's drive through You know, what they do is they go to Waffle House when, they, when they're down on their luck. You know, everybody has no teeth in Waffle House. The cooks, the waiters, the waitresses. But, man, you get it refilled. 99 cents. You could be drinking coffee all day. I wouldn't advise eating the food. We're talking about salmonella and E. coli. But let me tell you something. It's light on the budget in inflationary times. See how you caused me to digress. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Let's go to Chris, who's calling from the Catskills. Chris is at the Irish Alps of the Jewish Himalayas in Sullivan County. I'm up in Ulster, man. I'm stuck in between. I'm more Hudson Valley, but it sounds better, you know. <laughs> the western part of my town is where it all starts, sort of. By the way, explain that. Explain that. You see, you see I'm still looking at some of these... These yadrules, these knuckle draggers going down the street. Can you, can you, it's so defiant. It's like the defiant ones. I, Curtis, I can relate to it. I lived in Boulder, Colorado, and they had them out there back 18, 20 years ago. And they would complain about the college students. I was taking some graduate classes. They would complain about the college students that were filling up their town. And there would be about a similar number of them. But you're, you're talking about motorcycles, right? I'm talking about bicycles. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about dirt bikes. I'm talking about ATVs. I'm talking about every conceivable vehicle you could never get a license or a registration for. And they want me to take another break, huh? Really? What are you doing? You're, you're, crimping, you're crimping my style here. You're crimping my flow. What are we going to, what are you trying to get some uh, new, uh, freshed up news, you know, so I don't have to go crazy when I come back from four to five? I'm not going to have to hear that school's out. Today was the last day of school, yes, and uh, the children, they're finally able to take their mask off. What was that, nine, nine weeks ago? Wow, man. I don't know who, who's got me more pissed off, our news department with the oldie moldy news or these ATV monsters out there who I'm going to get after 5 o'clock. I may not come back at 9 because I know exactly where to go. Washington Heights Inwood, South Bronx, and East New York, Brownsville, never ran, never will. I know where they are. I'm coming for you. If Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan and is missing in action, police commissioner, Sewell won't do it, and the cops are not permitted to do it, Curtis Sliwa knows how to do it. Talk Radio 77 WABC. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Sliwa, 77 WABC. Coming after you. Gonna slash your tires. It's the only way to stop them instead of these PR events. First, it was comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope. He claimed he was crushing ATVs and dirt bikes. And Eric Adams, with his $5,000 customized suit, did exactly the same thing with his Ferragamo shoes. But he didn't want to get any dirt on him. He claimed, yeah, we're winning the war against them in the streets. Not. Look. You saw the documentary Vigilante, right? Kevin, poor Kevin is searching for that. They call me the vigilante of the world. I'm not going to tell you how I do it. 
You'll just get results. Oh, God, Sunday afternoon. These yadrus, these monsters, these enemies of society, and they do it brazenly and boldly and stick it right in our faces. Do you think Michael Baticic, Rudy Giuliani, would have tolerated that? He'd say, get the daisy chain perp walk. They're all going to J-A-I-L. Anyway, let's go to Pamela in Central New Jersey. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Pam. Rich, he's he's in fright, fear and fright. I'm not coming after you, Rich. Your complexion is your protection here. Uh, Go ahead, Pam. I bet if the Hells Angels still had their headquarters on Third Street, uh, you wouldn't be having this issue on Third Street. Although that was the Lower East Side, but... No, 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 you know what happened. You know what happened, because I used to clash with Sonny Barger when he was in charge... uh, Although he survived three bouts of different cancer. He survived pancreatic cancer. Almost nobody survives that. Uh, lung cancer. Almost nobody survives that. And then prostate cancer took him out. He was the leader of the Hells Angels. They had their clubhouse. And because uh, the people who will pay anything for any square inch, including on the Manhattan Bridge. Did you see that story about the hobo who built a house there? Oh, I love that. I'm going to talk about that tonight. And the Hells Angels sold their headquarters for millions of dollars, and they took over a Veterans of Foreign War empty uh, building, and they're up in the neck now. They're up in Throg's neck. Right, right, right. But when you have something like that around or like the mafia living on your block, you wouldn't have issues. Uh, let me tell you something. I had a lot of issues with the Hells Angels. If you happen to be a person of color, remember Altamont? Remember Mick Jagger? Give him a few cases of beer. Hey, black man, what are you doing with that white woman? Pa, pa, pa. DOA. You didn't want to be a person of color going down 3rd Street and the Lower East Side and upset the Hells Angels or touch their bike. God forbid you touch their Harleys. You know what I used to do? I said, touch your Harleys. You may not have your Harleys in the morning. Oh, you missed the tough guy? Well, let's see. Hells Angels versus Guardian Angels. She got me all fired up. Don't go anywhere for the next hour. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. edit this a little bit. Do I need to hear them going one, two, three, four? You know, David Crosby, Stephen Stills, Graham Nash, and my favorite, Neil Young. Where's Joni Mitchell, who seemed to have had an affair with everyone at Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young? If you go to her Facebook page, you see Joni Mitchell wearing a red beret. That's right, a supporter of the Guardian Angels. The woman who wrote the music, Woodstock, couldn't be at Woodstock and said to her very dear friends, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, you guys play it, and the rest is history. Oh, and you see, that's sharing. That's us and we. That's not I and me. The selfishness that permeates sometimes WABC. I know many of you think I'm selfish because ABC, the acronym on the weekends, is always broadcasting, Curtis. But with oldie moldy news, I'm going to have to take more of the real estate. And by the I can't wait for the grand dame to come back. 
Joan Hamburg. What a great interview she had with Kelsey Grammer, a.k.a. Frazier. Although she didn't ask him the question I would have asked as she made world news when Kelsey Grammer said, yes, Frazier is coming back. They're bringing them all back. And, oh, my wife, Nancy, she loves Frazier. She has to translate what Frazier is saying to his brother Niles because I have no idea what English they're speaking, the Queen's English. She goes, oh, you know, she got so angry, Rich. She learned that Kelsey Grammer, who has this microbrewery up in the Catskills and has been on every WABC show because he's a proud Republican conservative, you can't survive in Hollywood being that. And he's promoting his microbrew. He's been on every show. And she sees the full page ad in the New York Post and she hits me in the head. She says, Why didn't you tell me Kelsey Grammer's going to be over at Christine's on 84th in Columbus? I love Kelsey Grammer. I said, Oh, man. Almost caused a divorce. And hey, I've had too many of those. Please, no more trips to what do they call that family court now? It used to be called divorce court. Simply because I hadn't alerted her to Kelsey Grammer, a.k.a. Frazier, originally from Cheers. That's how Frazier came about. A spinoff was there in Christidis. He was shaking hands. He was talking to everybody. He was with John Katsimatidis, our owner and operator. He's been to many of the D'Agostinos in Christidis promoting his microbrew. And now he'll be back with Frazier. But I will tell you this. There's no doubt in my mind, even though there was birthed in Seattle, and they would argue over their, uh, with their baristas over how their coffee would be served and what wine club they would go to. You know they never went to a Nirvana, a Nirvana concert. That's right. You don't think that Frazier would have ever hit up on Courtney Love, do you? Because maybe he would have ended up putting that shotgun in his mouth. No, I'm not claiming that she uh, was the, um, the catalyst for that. How come? What happened to my music? I, I need my music for inspiration. I'm not like other talk show hosts and hostesses. Man, I need the energy. I need to pump up the volume. I need to get it going because there are so many things to talk about, and I need to stay on point because I suffer from attention deficit disorder. By the way, Joan Hamburg, she's just too decent of a human being to ask the one question I was hoping she would ask of Kelsey Grammer, a.k.a. Frazier. The interviewed made world headlines and went viral. I would have said, Kelsey, I understand you have a tattoo. You're not a tat man because you're a Republican conservative, but I understand you had a tattoo put on a very, let's just say, sensitive area of your body in your erogenous zone. Why? Why was that done, Chesson? Why was that done, Kelsey? And you know he would have had that left. <laughs> But actually, Joan would never ask him that question. You know, I would. Oh, later on in this hour, as Ted Cruz down at the border, warring against the illegal aliens, just said, you know something, uh, Clarence Thomas is right. First we start with the repeal of Roe v. Wade. Then gays and lesbians, you're married. Not. Get it or no, because we're taking it away from you. What next? You're going to come for the marital contraceptives in the bedroom? He came for the dildos when he was solicitor general in Texas. He went before the state Supreme Court. You know who asked him on WABC? Not Sid, not Bernie, not anyone else. Curtis Sliwa. We're going to revive that later. He promised he would never take dildos out of anybody's house. I don't trust him. I don't believe him. I never liked Ted Cruz. And by the way, don't you think he ought to shave that stupid beard off? 
He looks like a chipmunk face, sort of like Corazine did when he bamboozled everybody in New Jersey. You know, CEO of Goldmine Sachs. He had that stupid beard that made him look like a chipmunk face. I'll get Ted Cruz if it's the last thing I do. But it's not on the immigration issue. The reason I play this great classic song, Immigration, I'm actually side-by-side side with Ted Cruz on the immigration issue. They're waiting for Title 42 to be uh, eliminated, although they're not waiting. They're just storming across the border. And Papa Chulo, a.k.a. Joe Biden, and Lost in Space, Vice President Harris, they're at the border with the checkerboard flag of the Indianapolis 500 going, Andale, Andale, come on, come on. And then what happened? This story that emerged and everybody said, no, no. Come on, it's got to be another made-up story by the ever-falling Joe Biden, our president. Remember, he lied. He said he had been arrested on his way to see Nelson Mandela and Robbins Island off Cape Town. I've been there, not when Nelson Mandela was there, but... Man, that is a stark prison that they had him in for all those years of apartheid. But he said, oh, yeah, I was in Andrew Young, uh, who had been the uh, U.N. ambassador for Jimmy Carter and then fired because he was dealing with uh, playing footsie with Yasser Arafat, then became the mayor of Atlanta, and they went to see Nelson Mandela. And so naturally, our president, Joe Biden, told another big whopper that they had been arrested by the South African authorities when... uh, when not Neil Young, Andrew Young, was asked, hey, is that true? He said, absolutely not. Like so much of what our president says. So right after July 4th, when he said, in fact, why should I paraphrase what he said? Rich, let's hear from President Joe Biden the story he told that everybody, I mean, even supporters, hardcore supporters of Joe Biden, the few that there are, thought he was making up. Just last week was reported that a 10-year-old girl was a rape victim in Ohio, 10 years old. And she was forced to have to travel out of the state to Indiana to seek to terminate the presidency and maybe save her life. That's last part is my judgment, 10 years old. 10 years old, raped, six weeks pregnant, already traumatized, was forced to travel to another state. Imagine being that little girl. Just, I'm serious, just imagine being that little girl, 10 years old. Now, I think everybody, whether you were pro-Biden or anti-Biden, whether you were pro-choice or pro-life, you just thought the president was making up a whopper. He said, come on, come on, where, where, did you, where did you get that from? And then slowly but surely we found out it was an article in the Indianapolis Star. Oh, my God, liberal progressive newspaper, they made that up. Then all of a sudden, Governor Christy Nome, who uh, is pro-life to the max, governor of South Dakota, appeared on CNN. Not a very friendly environment to Christy Nome, but uh, I've actually seen her give speeches before. She'll take on critics. Uh, she, she's able to fend for herself. And immediately, the interviewer uh, got right down to it about this story about the 10-year-old who had to be transported from Ohio to Indiana to get an abortion. Indianapolis Star is reporting that a 10-year-old girl in Ohio who was six weeks and three days pregnant now has to travel across state lines to Indiana to receive an abortion. Will the state of South Dakota going forward force a 10-year-old in that very same situation to have a baby? What's incredible is that nobody's talking about the pervert, horrible, deranged individual that raped a 10-year-old.
And what is it, what are we doing about that? I agree what with you. What are we you. doing about I those mean, of individuals? Course. That's, that do that's, this to that's, these that is an important discussion you, to have. You but, rate but children. The, that's an issue that the Supreme yeah, Court has weighed in as well. I, listen, I totally understand that. And as much as we talk that, about our, what we can do for that little girl. Wow, you notice how the South Dakota governor, Christy Nome, did a spin on that. She never answered the question. Because if it was South Dakota, almost under no circumstance will that state allow for an abortion. Uh, whether it's to spare the life of the mother, whether it's incest or rape, under almost any condition, South Dakota now says no because the United States Supreme Court, by the rule of six to three, has thrown it back to the states to make their own decisions in repealing Roe v. Wade. But everybody still thought that that was a made-up story. If you notice, um, South Dakota Governor Christine Nome didn't even get into that aspect of it. And then it was rough and tough. Congressman Jim Jordan, he goes, I want to be the next speaker. Move over, McCarthy. I'm all roided up. You know, I was an NCAA wrestler there at Ohio State. I didn't see all of that. Uh, <clears throat> uh, what can I call that? Hmm. That grabbing and manhandling that was going on by the doctors there at Ohio State, even though I was a wrestler, they didn't touch me. I'm all roided up. That's why I don't wear my jacket in the house. I'll be the next speaker when the red wave comes through. Move away, McCarthy. Move away. I'm Jim Jordan. So what did Jim Jordan do? He refused to apologize for a tweet he had deleted that branded as another lie, the story about the 10-year-old Ohio girl who had to travel out of state to get an abortion. Because he didn't believe it. I didn't believe it. Pro-choice people didn't believe it. We all thought that once again the president of the United States was full of, as he says, malarkey. He was just making it up on the fly. Well, it turns out he was telling the truth, close to the truth. But it was true. And immediately you said, oh, my God, who is this monster who actually did this? Basically, uh, following up on what the governor of, of South Dakota said in order to try to avoid the bigger subject of would. Uh, her state of South Dakota allow for a 10-year-old girl who had been raped, a victim of incest, to have an abortion. Uh, I, I believe that in South Dakota they wouldn't uh, allow that. That was really never addressed in that CNN interview. But then we found out that law enforcement in Columbus, Ohio, did their due diligence and arrested the illegal alien. Its name was Herson Fuentes, age 27, from Guatemala, illegally here. And they went and they arrested him and they charged him with the rape of a child under 13 years old. That's a felony in the state of Ohio, the Buckeye State, that can carry a lifetime prison sentence. And he was being held on a $2 million bond. Now, he'll probably never see the light of day. He shouldn't. But if he should slip through the cracks at any point of doing his time in a uh, penitentiary in the state of Ohio, uh, he could then be given a retainer by Limigre, Immigration and Naturalization Service, ICE, who, remember Andrew Evelyn's Cuomo called thugs, as did Eric Adams, disparaging ICE. They bravely go out and they issue these retainers many times against gangbangers from MS-13, the Salvadorian gang, 18th Street, the Mexican gang, drug dealers, sexual assaulters, rapists, a uh, whole variety of criminals who are here illegally, and uh, we are a sanctuary city. We've been a sanctuary city since Ed Koch was mayor. Yeah, sanctuary city when Mike Kumbadichich was here as mayor. Sanctuary state, that's right, with George Pataki as governor. 
Sanctuary State, New Jersey is. That's right, with Shamu El Jefe, Chris Christie, when he was governor. We've been a sanctuary area going way back uh, to the 1970s, all up and down the Northeast sector. So all of the local officials in almost all situations try to keep uh, ICE at arm's length, which they shouldn't, because I got to tell you, knowing some members of ICE men and women who bravely go out there, they got to put on bulletproof vests. Uh, They're going into uncharted territory when they're issuing these retainers or they're taking in these bad hombres on warrants. And they bring them either downtown Varick Street as a detention center or they bring them out to Elizabeth as a detention center there before they get deported. Or they have to end up doing time in state prisons or federal prison here in America to do their sentence first. They're brave men and women and they get disparaged by the likes of uh, Kathy Crime Wave Hokum, her predecessor, Andrew Evilized Cuomo, and our mayor, the swagger man who has no plan, Eric Adams. But it's interesting here. So they take him into custody and they say, hey, you know, if he ever slips through the cracks, we're issuing a retainer and we're sending Herson Fuentes back to Guatemala. Okay, we figured, good. But then the story gets crazier. Telemundo. That's right. Remember, there are two Spanish uh, broadcasting empires in America that give their news in Spanish who are sometimes able to break news that they never get credit for. They never, never, ever, ever get credit for. And they really do due diligence because they can go where a lot of other reporters won't go because they speak the lingo and there's a trust factor here. Channel 47.1, Telemundo, uh, and Channel 41, Univision. So the Telemundo operative in Columbus, Ohio, and the reason you have Telemundo, there's a lot of illegal aliens in Columbus, Ohio, the state capital. And so they go to the door of the mother of the 10-year-old, by the way, who I feel is an illegal. That's never really come across uh, in any of the reports. And they ask her about Herson Fuentes. Why was he giving this address as his place of residence, as his occupancy? And she told him in Spanish, yeah, he's, he's my boyfriend. He's living here. And they said, well, the young lady, the 10-year-old, is that your daughter? She said, oh, yeah, that's my daughter. And um, uh, you do realize that your daughter was abused by Herson Fuentes on two occasions, when she was nine and again when she was 10. This is what she told the authorities. And she tells Telemundo, oh, no, she's fine. You got it all wrong. Everything they're saying against my Herson is a lie. She insisted that... Herson was coerced into confessing during the police interviews to raping her daughter at least twice, and we know it was probably more. She insisted that she had not been, the mother was not the one to file charges against Herson, her boyfriend. You know what? Lock her up. Lock her the hell up in an immigration detention facility. Charge her for being an abusive parent. And then when she finishes her time in a female prison, hopefully she doesn't identify. Well, she wouldn't identify as a male. That's a rougher prison. Uh, She'll be happy to be a female. And then ship her the hell back to Guatemala City. She's defending her boyfriend who raped her daughter. Now, we don't even know if he's the father of her daughter. Probably not. And you say to yourself, how vile, how despicable 
Here is a story that nobody wanted to believe. Why? Because it was being told uh, by uh, President of the United States, who stung God, let's face it, he's out there. He, he tells stories every day. Hey, I, was, uh, I had my Mack truck hat on, just got my rig in Allentown, Pennsylvania. They don't make them there any longer, Mr. President. And I'll tell you, oh, I had my uh, driving that 18 wheel tractor trailer across America. Mr. President, you never did that. Yes, I did. What are you talking about? Always makes up stories. That's why if I were Eric Adams, I would not be calling myself the Biden of Brooklyn. The guy's known as a kyakyadown. He makes up stories. But his uh, support amongst the American population is actually higher than Eric Adams. Eric Adams is at 29%. Joe Biden, as Meshug, as Ubat says he is, is at 33%. But I digress here. Ladies and gentlemen, this is maybe one of the craziest stories that I have ever ever heard of from beginning to end in the 68 years of my existence since I was birthed at Brooklyn Hospital and slapped on the tuchus, the dupa by um, Dr. Duckman, and I've been talking ever since. I was 13 pounds at birth, right? My little mother, Francesca, she was only like five, uh, excuse me, five foot two, maybe like 102 pounds soaking wet. I remember my father came off the ship Chester, merchant seaman, 54 years. He came to the infirmary there at uh, Brooklyn Hospital. He looked at me. I was so heavy, my eyes were slanted. He thought I was an Asian baby. You may be the product of an Asian family. He said, that can't be my son. Oh, no, no, that's Curtis. There was no DNA back then. Hey, you know how many times there must have been babies <laughs> that were misidentified back then? No, no, and DNA swab tests. And my mother insisted to my father, no, no. That's our son. What do you want to name him? And then she should have never said that. My father, who wants to be different, not like everybody else, gives me a name that is more synonymous culturally in your community, Rich, than it is in the mighty whitey community. Just look at Fitty Sen, a.k.a. Curtis Jackson. Predominantly, if you hear the name Curtis, what do you think of? An African-American guy. There have been some exceptions to the rule. So within a period of 48 hours, my mother leaves the decision to my father, Chester, and he gives me the name Curtis. Now, can you imagine going back to the Italian-American part of the family? Oh, what's his name? Vinny, Sal, Joey, you know, no, Curtis. You know who has names like Curtis. You know, Francesca, I know, I know, but you know, you know, my husband, Chester, he's this worldly individual. He's like a Unitarian Kumbaya, us and we, not my and me. You didn't want to argue with my father. So that's it. That's how I was birthed as Curtis. 13 pounds. I'm still wondering if there was a DNA test. Remember if uh, if Maury Povich had his uh, program back then, Who's Your Daddy, right? And they did a DNA test. 13 pounds, five foot two, 102 pounds soaking wet. I mean, we're not talking any incisions. No, no, natural birth. No drugs. I know it's 1-800-848-9222. I sometimes wonder, just like with Frazier and Niles, right? You really thought that their father, the former cop, was their father? Remember, there was an episode about that, right? Where questions emerge. How could these two Harvard-graduated, pretentious, obnoxious, omnipotent individuals have been his son? I sometimes wonder myself. 
Whatever happened to Frank Morano, the other side of midnight? Oh, his parents worked so hard. Carmine and Stephanie worked two jobs just to make ends meet out in Staten Island to pay $55,000 a year so that he could be a violet at NYU. My God, think of it. Who came out of there? Rick Rubin, right? Def Jam, right? Although, let's say uh, Hot Chili Peppers was probably his best group, right? Producer, Def Jam. He was the DJ, right, Rich? For Beastie Boys. They came out of NYU. Who else came out of NYU? Russell Simmons. Oh, by the way, perv extraordinaire, right? Oh, me. Now, look, it's all coming back to me now. Frank Romano, NYU, what did he do with that? You know, if he were Jewish, his boobie, his Zeta would have said, and for this, for this, we sent you to NYU. For what? So you could become a violet? Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Talk Radio 77 WABC, New York's talk station with the king of New York, Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Great song by the Intruders coming out of Philadelphia. We generally play it around Mother's Day. This has got to be the worst mother in the world. There are a lot of bad mothers out there. But can you imagine this monster, this uh, illegal alien from Guatemala, while laying up in her crib, you know, her boy toy. She probably told everybody, oh, that's uh, the baby, that's uh, my kid's uncle. You know, that's my uncle. Yeah, yeah, sure, right? Rapes. Her daughter twice that we know of when she's 9 and 10. She gives the information to the Columbus Police Department, the Migre, Immigration and Naturalization Service, ICE, the brave men and women there who are always getting disparaged by the far left, the progressives, uh, who would uh, welcome in any illegal alien, whether they were hardworking or some of them who were drug dealers, members of MS-13, 18th Street, gangbangers, or as former President uh, Donald Trump called them bad hombres, right? I mean, the worst. The worst, right? Will anything happen to her? Probably not. I'd have her in a detention facility, an immigration detention facility. I'd hit her with charges, send her to a woman's prison in Ohio, if found guilty. And then when she serves her time, you know, adopt out her daughter. Never let her see her daughter again. And then send her the hell back to Guatemala. Because if you're going to do something like that to your own child, and I know it happens from time to time where the mother will side with the, quote, uncle, the boyfriend, the father, or the older son. That is a double disgraziata. That is a double shanda. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. 
And that brings us to the story of the weekend. I know the area well, Far Rockaway. Having spent time in the Redfern Projects, the Edgemere Projects, the Auburn Projects. By the way, they changed the name of the Edgemere Projects. Thought, you know, we'll call it uh, Ocean View. It'll change the uh, ambiance. No, the gangs are still there. The drug slingers are still there. The hustlers are still there. The crime is still there. And Far Rock is rough. Uh, it's not the Far Rock that many of you used to go to, especially in the summers. A lot of Jews, they would have bungalows out in Far Rockaway. You had to pay a double fare. That's right, Rich, you don't know that. Take the A train, right? Broad Channel, you'd have to get off. You'd have to pay a double fare in order to go the rest of the way. Whether you were going left, east, towards Mott Avenue, which is mostly where the Jews live, or going right towards 116th Street past my favorite amusement park, Rockaway Playland. 116th Street and next stop, the Irish Riviera. You had to pay two fares. Yeah, you're saying, how could that be? That's the way it was. And then crack decimated Far Rockaway. I was living there at the time, right there at 50th, by the firehouse in what they called Ocean Bay. Brand new facility on the ocean. I never saw it. I was going back and forth to the Bronx as a night manager of Mickey D's. I can't tell you how many fights I had on that A train. Feet don't fail me now. And that fire department was active, putting out all those fires by those crackheads in the bungalows uh, that went right on up to Mott Avenue. And all that undeveloped beach there, beautiful. They could have had hotels. They could have had casinos. They could have developed that place. They did nothing. Because what did they want? Payoffs. The politicos, they always put their beaks in their trough. Republicans and Democrats, it's always, what have you done for me lately? No, what have you done to redevelop Far Rockaway? Well, we know the Orthodox Jews have. They've moved into Bayswater, come in from five towns, you know, that separates Nassau from Far Rockaway. But it's still rough. And if you get off that A train in Mount Avenue, you see the Mickey D's across the street, two blocks away from the precinct, the 101. And what happened? 6.30 Friday night, a drive-by shooting. Drive-by shooting. The description of the car that kept going round and round the block looking for the uh, its target was a Acura black four-door SUV in which the gunman puts the gun right out and shoots a mother multiple times with her two children right on the corner. And it turns out it wasn't mistaken identity. They were targeting her. And we got it on video, and you've seen the video. And I'm telling you, I tried to ID the plates. Look to me like Jersey plates. You know, the Jersey boys, they carjack over in Jersey. They come over, commit crimes in Nassau County. They commit crimes in New York. Hey, Bruce Blakeman, you talked about this a few weeks ago. Join me in solidarity on this because right after they, they, they shot this mother right on the corner twice, she almost died. You know where they went? They went over to Ocean Park Market on Seagirt Boulevard. They went in there, robbed the place of $7,000 and said, give me all your cash and give me your stash. Wait, they were stashing marijuana there? Yeah, it was a stash house. How did they know that? Inquiring minds want to know. And this thug walked out of the market around 9 p.m. that same night and then went to another location demanding money and drugs from the clerk at another store. Now, how did he know that those stores were stash houses for marijuana? Hmm. 
My intuition, my street smart says, they were Jersey boys coming in from Newark where Raj Baracus welcomes them. Please commit your crimes in Nassau County, Staten Island, steal those cars in Toad Hill, you know, rampage, do home invasions in the five boroughs, and definitely out in Far Rockaway where the cops have been told in the 100 and 101st precinct, do nothing. Be reactive, not proactive. But it's Sunday. No arrests yet. Shot a mother twice. And they claim that she was the intended target of the assassination and the execution. Excuse me, where's Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan? You know where he was? Well, this uh, hours after this had transpired, he was somewhere in Brooklyn amongst the hipsters and millennials where there was a some kind of an automobile race, what, what, a NASA? No, and he would never have one of those races, you know, because they would be flying the rebel flag, the stars and bars, the flag of uh, treason, a NASCAR race. No, it was a race of electric cars. And he was like uh, doing the checkerboard flag. Hey, do you not realize we are gripped in a crime crisis worse than de Blasio had in eight years the swagger man who has no plan. You had a drive-by shooting of a mother with her two children there. The intended target. And an SUV rolling through the neighborhoods in Nassau and Far Rockaway. Pulling stick-ups to stores saying, your money or your life. And I want to stash your marijuana. How did they know those were stash houses, huh? By the way, I still have unfinished business, as you know, in the first hour when I saw all the ATVs and the dirt bikes going up, hundreds of them up 3rd Avenue. I got some time between shows, you know, four hours. You know, Vinny Madunio, the Staten Island kid, up-and-coming star here, teaches right there at the high school in the shadow of Bayonne Bridge on Staten Island by day, entertains the night. Oh, great show. Midland Beach on Thursday turned it out. They didn't have enough lawn chairs for all the WABC listeners that were there to see Vinny, Vinny. And then following Jersey Joe Piscopo, uh, who will do his two-hour uh, Sinatra extravaganza, sponsored by uh, Ramsey Monster. He's coming in from the Jersey Shore with his wicker uh, basket, his brie cheese, and his wine. Actually, Frank Morano has already signaled him, please leave the brie cheese. I love fromage. When he comes in to begin his weekly... Uh, Marathon, Monday through Fridays, 1 to 5, the other side of midnight. And then it's Dina Martin spinning stacks of wax of her father, Dean Martin, who came in from where? Sandusky, Ohio. With Jimmy the Greek. That's right, Jimmy the Greek. And he made his fame and fortune here, Vegas, L.A., you know the deal. And then I'm back. And I'll have news for you about me hunting down these monsters of mayhem on their ATVs, their dirt bikes, who in front of me while I was broadcasting basically said as they flipped me the bird they didn't know i was here but they theoretically were flipping the bird to everybody in these empty buildings because they know they own the streets of the city uh, they were probably saying whose streets are streets whose streets are streets no 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 no, no. oh boy <laughs> don't worry about it i'll be back in time i won't be on rikers island i promise you I can't. I got, you know, a lifetime contract here at WABC. 30 years, John Katzmatidi said, when I lost against Eric Adams as mayor. But anyway, he made no progress on solving this drive-by kill, no, attempted killing of a mother in front of her two children. You think maybe stop and frisk? You think maybe stop and frisk? 
You think maybe we stop cars? Hey, you know, you got tinted glass. That's illegal. Oh, you got those air fresheners on your rearview mirror. You know that? Find the smallest technicalities. Set up Checkpoint Charlie's. And turn these mothers out. These SUVs and these cars that you know are carrying weapons, are carrying drugs, and are assassins, some of them coming in from Ras Baracus, Newark, New Jersey. The documentary evidence is there. Let the cops do their job. Talk Radio 77 WABC. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Every time you come around, you know I can't say. Every time the sun goes down, I let you take control. I can feel the paradise before my world implodes. And tonight had something wonderful. My bad habits lead to late. Oh, there's some bad habits out there, political habits. On behalf of Democrats and Republicans who can't mind their own freaking business. Let me get you up to date. We have an invasion that's taking place at our southern border, mostly right across from Mexico into Texas, but also into parts of New Mexico, Arizona, and California. It's an invasion. There's no other way to describe it. Papichulo, our president, uh, Joe Biden, has said, Andale, 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 we welcome all of you. This guy is so mashuggy, so lost, really out there. And we saw over the weekend there were a series of press conferences at the border where Texas, Texas tough. Well, they weren't tough in that schoolroom, were they? My God, we've seen those videos over and over. Punks, wusses. And the one guy was going for the Purell. He's going for the Purell while the guy's inside killing teachers and children. One of the sharpshooters had a clear shot, could have taken out this enemy of society, and they were wusses. Whatever happened to Texas Tough? I mean, think of a Texas Ranger. Who was that, right? Ladies and gentlemen, for a courtesy of a booby prize, who starred in Texas Ranger, supported uh, the governor of Arkansas when he was running for president of the United States. He was side by side with him on the campaign trail. You know who I'm talking about, right? In the Coliseum of Rome against Bruce Lee. Come on, I've given you so many tips. you got to be able to nail this. 1-800-848-9222. I mean, in Texas Ranger, he even wrestled a bear. A bear, and he won. Now they're Texas wusses. 1-800-848-9222. By the way, so all weekend long as you, uh, as you caused me to digress. No, actually, I did it to myself. So we saw Ted Cruz... We saw Paxton, the attorney general, and we saw Abbott, the governor. And they were talking about, we got to take matters into our own hands. We got to stop the horde from coming over. And I was applauding them. Yeah, somebody's got to do something because Biden and Harris sure ain't. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, out of nowhere, this being one of the key priorities, 
What did Mr. Ted Cruz have to do? Oh, he's been anointed by Alan Dershowitz, the legal scholar, professor at Harvard, as his greatest student ever. A man who was so, so cogent that he can make a forensic argument and debate anybody until the ends of time. In fact, it would have been Lincoln, Douglas, and Ted Cruz, according to Dershowitz. And then what did this schmuck say in the midst of this crisis at the border? Wait, end the song. End the song, Rich. I want this to be very clear about gay and lesbian marriage. In Obergefell, the court said, no, we know better than you guys do, and now every state must uh, m- must sanction and, and permit gay marriage. Um, I think that decision was clearly wrong when it was decided. Um, it was the court overreaching. Can you imagine, in the midst of all these crises that we are, Clarence Thomas, thrilled, flushed with the thrill of victory, the repeal of Roe v. Wade, said also, oh, we're not going to stop here. We're going after gay and lesbian marriage. Yeah, you're going to have to get an annulment in some states when it becomes a state issue. And by the way, marital contraceptives, rich condoms, Jimmy Caps, mm-mm. Ixnay on that. We'll let the states decide on that. Really? Clarence, it's like... This is your whole mission in life, to take away condoms? Stay the hell out of everybody's bedrooms, will you please? Like, we don't have enough problems? This is what Ted Cruz is focused on, wanting to change gay and lesbian. What do you say of all of a sudden a state like Texas, of which there are many gays and lesbians, especially in Houston, Dallas? Oh, and in Houston, there's the lower West Timer, the West Timer. It's a large, they had a, a gay... Mayor, although I don't think she uh, acknowledged that. That was Kathy Whitmire. I think they have one now. I'm not quite sure. I have guardian angels there. I got to double check. Huge gay community. It's helped revitalize parts of Houston that were like really, really hardcore. What are those gays and lesbians going to We got to get in a moment. Either that or we got to move out of Texas. <laughs> Maybe that'll be the only thing to force them to come to New York City, right? No, no, please. We don't want to get shot. Oh, this is so crazy. Wait, and you know why I bring all of this up? Because Ted Cruz, who I loathe, I hate, I despise. Ever since he told us that phony baloney story, remember, he was in a Baptist church in Houston, that same Houston. He was with his wife. His wife I met, I introduced her at a Republican uh, event in Queens. When uh, Turner, Bob Turner, was the chairman, that's that's when they were okay. They sacked Turner. They did an Ides of March on him. Great guy. But anyway, I introduced her. I really got along with her. She used to work at Goldmine Sachs. But her husband, Fanable. So he's running for president, remember? And he was talking about how God had had a conversation with him. Him, his father. Remember, his father, according to uh, Donald Trump at the time, before the Indiana primary, you see that? His father helped Lee Harvey Oswald assassinate JFK. Oh, I read it in the National Choir. It's not that I'm saying it. Are you out of your mind, Trump? Of course. Of course, right? You say that. And Ted Cruz says forgiven. Oh, oh for, forgiven and forgiven. Helping Lee Harvey Oswald assassinate JFK. Does it get any crazier than that? I know politics makes for strange bedfellows, but please. There's got to be some modicum of civility here. So anyway, they're, they're praying for two hours. So his father, who's a holy roller minister, his wife, and they're down on bended knee. 
God spoke to take Cruz. You must run for president. Rich, you know how many times I've tried to have that conversation with God? He introduces me to Mr. Click. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm talking to the wrong God. I tried JC, you know, my birth religion. I, I do Hashem, Hashem, hey, Hashem. No, no answer. Buddha, 4,000 gods and goddesses of the Hindu faith, you know, Vishnu, Ganesh. I try them all. Nobody answers my calls. But I don't know. It's like Eric Adams, he had a conversation with God. God told him to be mayor. Ted Cruz, oh, God told me to be president. Bush 43, while doing cooking and getting drunk, God tapped onto Bush 43. Not Bush 41, not Jeb Bush, but God, you must run for president and declare that there are weapons of mass destruction in Iraq that we're still looking for. I don't know why God will not answer my call. What have I done so bad that God will not talk to me? How do these guys even know what God is saying? Did Jesus spoke in Aramaic, right? How would they know what Jesus is saying? None of them were trained to speak Aramaic, right? Oh, but God can speak in any language. He speaks in tongues, right? So anyway, Ted Cruz was running for president of the United States Republican primary. At that time, remember, Kellyanne Conway was not a Trumper. No, she was knocking on doors. Don't vote for the Satan Trump. Vote for Ted Cruz. Politics makes for strange bedfellows. By the way, what a strange husband she has. Let me not digress. So Ted Cruz is here running in New York State in the Republican primary against Donald Trump. And remember, he he accused uh, Donald Trump of being a typical New Yorker, which didn't go over too well with the Republican electorate here. And so he was desperate to do interviews. I was doing drive time in the afternoons, 5 to 6. I should have stayed there. You know who they brought in? They brought in the guy they claimed was the golden child. The future and the here and now at talk radio. They said, Curtis, you're out. You're doing seven live reads an hour. You're raising more income than anybody else in WABC. But Ben Shapiro, he's going to do drive time. Oof, uh, Ben, that's a podcast. Don't open up old wounds with me and poor Sultan. Huh, Rich? Huh, Kevin? Huh? But before Ben Shapiro sacked me in the 5 to 6 o'clock hour, after, uh, what was that, Michael Savage, you know, he said, call me doctor. Doctor what? Doctor feel good? Boy, was he crazy back then. I had a chance to interview candidate Ted Cruz. When he was Solicitor General of the state of Texas, it was his job to bring cases before the Texas Supreme Court in Austin. He had many cases he could have brought before the Texas State Supreme Court. He decided he would represent the outraged citizens of Texas, Texas tough, who believes, don't take my guns. But Ted Cruz said, we're going to take your dildos. That you are not going to go into any of those... uh, entertainment complexes, and if you become president, all of a sudden ban the sale of sexual toys, dildos, or anything that sexually stimulates you? Uh, look, of course not. It's a ridiculous question, and of course, not, of course not what people do in their own private time with themselves is their own business, and it's none of government's business. Now, you heard that, right, Kevin? You heard that, Rich. Do you believe him? Hell no. Now, a gay, gay lesbian marriage, hey, you know, it's states' rights. Marital contraceptives. What do we go back to the rhythm system? 
Oh, hold on. Eject yourself. Eject yourself. Oh, my God. An unwanted pregnancy. What am I going to do? Shotgun wedding. Shotgun wedding. See, you guys don't know. You don't come from that age. The old man shows up. The father of the woman puts a shotgun to your head, says, I know you are a despicable person. I should shoot you now. But because you've impregnated my daughter, we're going to the altar. Get ready. It's to the temple there in Las Vegas. Elvis is going to marry you. Although they won't let them do that any longer. Elvis can't marry people there in Las Vegas. See, I'm flashbacks. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Let's go to Kathleen in Westchester. Your turn to be heard here on WABC, Kathy. Hey, Curtis, nice to talk to you. Uh, you're always entertaining, edutaining, I think to call it, education and entertaining. Uh, but I think the answer is Chuck Norris was the uh, answer to the trivia question. That, that's right. Kathleen, you couldn't be more hopelessly right. Chuck Norris, who was Texas Ranger, that was Texas tough. And remember, he even wrestled a bear and won in Texas Ranger. Do you think if Chuck Norris were in that school in Uvalde, that he would have stayed on the outside putting Purell on his hands while this monster uh, of mayhem was shooting those kids and the teacher? No, I can't imagine how anybody would be able to stand back if, like, listening to that. I honestly can't. That must have been horrible, horrible. Yeah, but it's symbolic of the times. Men, we always said men of valor. Men of valor. Men who would take chances. Men who would risk their lives. For those who could not defend themselves, that's the way I was raised by my father, Chester, would say, son, it is the duty. You have a duty as a man to protect those that cannot protect themselves. The women, the elderly, the children, the infirm. If it means you risk your life and you die, there is no more of a noble sacrifice of your life. I know I was raised that way. That's what you call a man's man. And I know that many of you out there were listening Women were well aware of that. They used to reinforce that in the young boys. And it's a shame now. I'll bet you if you had all women, Texas Rangers or all women police officers from that small town or that county, as mothers, some of their mothers, they would have gone in there. The parents wanted to go in, Kathleen. They arrested parents who wanted to go through the cops to save their kids. I can't think of a more shameful incident in the history of the United States than what we have seen from the so-called Texas Tough, where Ted Cruz decided today to say, hey, you know what, maybe we should revisit gay and lesbian marriage. Hey, if you're lucky in Austin and Houston, maybe you can get an annulment. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Bright light said it gonna set my soul, gonna set my soul on fire. Let me give a shout out to uh, Tony Orlando without dawn. An amazing tribute to Elvis last night, all two hours before I came on, as I always do. Uh, Saturday mornings from 12 to 6. So nice they let me do it twice Sunday mornings. What an amazing show. Tony Orlando never knew he was part uh, Greek. 
thought he was just uh, reeking, right? From Chelsea there. You know, he's swimming the Hudson River. Somehow he's related to John Katzmatidis. What a great show last night. Tribute to Elvis. And the reason we're playing Elvis is because she's done it again. I think she's been married more times than me. we got to count it. Uh, Kevin, yeah, you're good. Yeah, get the calculator out here. Who just went to Vegas for a wedding in the Elvis, uh, the Elvis church? But J-Lo, that's right, Jennifer Lopez from the block, legitimately the Bronx, Castle Hill, went to Preston High School, uh, elite girls uh, Catholic school, but legitimately uh, the Bronx, then hooked up with P. Diddy. Oh, was that a mistake? But she's had multiple marriages, and she decided to get married again to quack, 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 her Maytag, Ben Affleck, at the Elvis Church in Viva Las Vegas. She is the diva of all divas. They just did a documentary in Tribeca about why she was so angry that Shakira shared the stage, the halftime show in the Super Bowl. She doesn't realize that Shakira is better known throughout Latin America than J-Lo. But boy, does she have back. And then think of it, AOC, all our crazy Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, leader of the uh, Justice Warriors and the Democrat Socialists of America, who claims uh, that she's legit Bronx. Nobody has seen her in Parkchester because she grew up in Tarrytown Heights, exclusive area of Westchester, went to Tarrytown High School, and actually uh, her name was Sandra Ocasio when she was trying to act like a valley girl. Then she discovered her roots in the Bronx. But I want you to check this out. Uh, when I go out and I deal with those ATV monsters and the dirt bike monsters that came by and basically gave a finger to everybody in the city, I'm going to get my revenge. I want to count the amount of time that AOC was in the Bronx every nanosecond and compare it to Lindsay Lohan. You know, Lindsay Lohan was born in the Bronx. I think Lindsay Lohan, right? The Long Island kid, the one who hooked up with, what is that, EBM, uh, the Sheikh uh, of Saudi Arabia? Yeah, yeah, I think she was uh, his concubine for a while. Spent more time in the Bronx than AOC. By the way, Lindsay Lohan, she was great in Mean Girls, right? Mean Girls, oh, yeah, that was her best. She had a few bombs, but speaking of bombs, why would J-Lo marry Ben Affleck? Quack, quack. When he starred with her in maybe the worst movie of all time, right? It won a double Razzie. Gigi, or what was that? Gigli, uh, Gigolo, or whatever. That was like the worst. You think Cardi B was in her... You think Cardi B was at the wedding? Because remember, Cardi B starred with her in Hustlers. Where they were pole dancers, strippers, and they would give you a brumski and a lap dance for the Moolah Shmoolah in the Bronx. And then they would bring you upstairs after giving you knockout drops. The next thing you'd know, Rich, on top of you would be Cardi B. She'd be pleasurizing you with a 9 millimeter in your throat saying, your money or your life, I've taken your picture and I'm going to send it to your wife. I want all the money now. And that was J-Lo's best movie? This is an insane world. How many, how many times has she been married now? She's competing with me, right, J-Lo? Four, three? No, no, she's been married more than that. Come on, man. At least five. At least five. She's going on six. Remember, it used to be a race. There was Elizabeth Taylor. There was Zsa Gabor. There was Ava Gabor. I think Zsa got married ten times. I think Elizabeth Taylor eight times. 
I think Ava Gabor got married nine times. I think J-Lo is trying to set a new record. I've quit. This is the keeper. Nancy's the keeper. You want to hear her on the Animal Welfare Hour tonight when I finish up my weekend here where it's ABC always broadcasting Curtis from 11 to 12. But in the interim, before I come back at 9, I got some business to take care of. Hey, homies out there, I'm coming for you, trying to take over our city. Not on my dime, not on my time, even though Eric Adams, the swagger man who has no plan, is giving you a pass. A fortune won and lost on every deal.